Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. He put in my spirit uh, to share with the body of Christ uh, in this situation. And so you, if you will receive what God has for you. Now, I'm not going to do a lot of, I'm going to do what they call teach preaching. I'm going to do some preaching. That's teaching and preaching mashed together. So we call it treaching. <laughs> so if you've never heard treaching before, you get ready to hear some treaching. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Amen. But in all sincerity, we thank God again for being here this morning. And, and I'm really so proud of our, our spiritual sons and daughters, Pastor Terry and Pastor Steve, just stepping into the grace that God has given them and doing what God has given them the grace to do. And uh, greater is coming because it, it really is because everything is about timing, people. Everything is about God's perspective. And one thing about God's perspective is he sees the end from the beginning. So God sees the final picture before the beginning ever starts. And that's why God can be gracious and merciful to folks. Right? Because many times in life, all we see is the five by seven snapshot of a person's life that they're going through at that time. And so we make a judgment on their life for all eternity based upon that little snapshot. But God sees the big picture. He sees their beginning. Although he sees their end all the way from their beginning. And that's why when they're going through a season of where their picture don't look real good, it looks kind of messed up, and it looks kind of bad, and it just looks horrible. And that's why God can be merciful because he says, I see the end. All you see is what they're dealing with right now. But I know what I put in them, and I know what I purpose them to do. And they're going to get to that destiny if they'll just be willing to follow me because I'm going to send people their way. I'm going to send different ones, different apostles, different preachers, different evangelists. I'm going to send people to encourage them to get on the path that I set for them, and they're going to fulfill their destiny. Come on, give God some praise right there. Hallelujah. And see, the more you and I get like that and begin to see it from God's perspective, the more we can be patient and kind and forgiving and gentle and encouraging and uh, inspiring to people because you don't know all that God has planned for them. But if you can see from his perspective, God has a greater plan for them than what you see going on in their life right now. So if you're going through something right now, understand that God has a greater perspective for you. I don't care how hard it is at this moment, but if you can lock into the plans that God has for you, then God's going to use every circumstance that you deal with Every situation that you go through, there's nothing wasted with God. He doesn't waste a thing. He doesn't waste your trials. He doesn't waste your troubles. He doesn't waste your mishaps. He doesn't waste your mistakes. Anything that you do in life, God's going to use that to nudge you and move you towards your purpose and destiny. Can you say amen right there? 
So some people say, well, how can you be so kind to those kind of people? And how can you be, you know, how can you be merciful? And how can you keep helping them and praying for them and encouraging them? Because you don't know, God may take somebody that had the life like, like the woman at the well who had had five husbands. Can we talk about this? Come on, <laughs> evangelist. Can we talk about this? Then that's right in your Bible. The Bible said that she has she had five husbands, and, and this is all found in John, the fourth chapter, Gospel of John. I'm not going to read it, but what I'm getting ready to say is all found in the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. And Jesus told her, "You had had five husbands, and you are shacking with somebody. You're living with somebody right now. You're not married to." And the one you're shacking with is not your husband. Right, right, right. And he said, when you said that, you, you told the truth. You didn't try to fake me out because you can't fake out Jesus anyway. He said, you can't fake him out. He said, I know who you are. And he, she said, you, you told the truth. He, Jesus told the woman, you've told the truth. He said, but listen, he said, listen, if you really knew who I was, you would have asked me and I would have given you living water. Because obviously there's something you're thirsting for that you can't find in all the men that you've been with. Somebody say amen. Almost, I got to keep myself here because I can feel that anointing get ready to rise up in me. Glory to God. But again, just a little bit at a time. But the point is, Jesus took a woman that had had five husbands and was shacking with someone, ministered to her, blessed her, and turned her into one of the most powerful evangelists of her day. She went right out at that, after that meeting with Jesus, went right out. She didn't go to theological school. She didn't go to cemetery, I mean seminary. She didn't, but she had an encounter with the Christ, the, the Christ of God. Glory to God. And when she had that encounter with the Christ of God, she went right out and told all of the men of the city. She, she said to the men, come see a man. Glory to God. <laughs> and they say, come see a man that has told me everything that I've ever done. She is not this the Christ. And all of the men that knew her life, some of them might have been some of them five husbands. Who knows? Glory to God. Some of them exes. Come on, say amen, somebody. It might have been some of them. But they came out to see Jesus. And they got saved. And they said, now we know that, not just because of your testimony, but we've heard them for ourselves, and we know that this man, Jesus, he is the Christ. What am I saying? See, God can take your life, and he can take your mishaps and your mistakes and your messes and your past and all of that stuff, and if you are just have an encounter with the Christ of God, he can change you into a powerful evangelist for the kingdom of God, and you can be a person that helps transform people's lives for now and for all eternity. Can you give them some praise right there? Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. So 2 Kings chapter number 6. So you have to see what God has provided. You got to see what God has provided. If you're still breathing, there is still hope. Come on, say amen, somebody. There's still hope. See, the world likes to put people in categories. When I'm talking about the world, now you got to understand, when I mention the world, I'm talking about the system that is not influenced by the Spirit of Christ. That's the world. And church of God, believers, we are in this world. 
But we are not of this world. So we are different. It doesn't matter. And one thing I love about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is made up of people from every walk, kindred, tongue, and nation. It's, it's not, there's, and, and, and the kingdom of God is made up of all cultures. And you don't have to deny your culture when you're in the kingdom, but the kingdom must be greater than your culture. And re one reason that the church has been divided, which is supposed to be a representation of the kingdom on the earth, is because we have exalted, all of us in different ways, have exalted our cultures above the kingdom. Are y'all with it? Y'all listening to me? Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to try to make this, I'm trying to condense as much as I can, because I, like I said, but you're going to have to search some things out. Some things I'm going to say, you're going to have to go back and look at them. You're going to have to find them in the scriptures. You're going to have to search it out, because you're going to be saying, wait a minute. Because sometimes what we've done, we've disqualified ourselves because of our past. Or we really don't pursue all that God has planned and purpose for us because of our past. We say, oh, you don't know, I've been in jail, I've been in prison, I've been homeless, I've been on the street, I've this and that, I've been divorced five times, whatever have you. And so I just kind of disqualify myself for being used by God. But if I can get past all of that and say, Lord... Work with me. Do with me whatever you can do with me. And whatever you've planned and whatever you had in the mind of conception to do with me. Whatever was in your mind when I was conceived, let me begin to see that, understand that, and walk towards that. That's going to make a lot of change in your life. And it's going to take you from being, like I said, a woman that had had five marriages Amen. And cause you to be a great evangelist or a man like Moses who, who was actually a murderer and killed somebody and tried to hide them down in the sand and thought nobody saw. They didn't even have cameras back then. They didn't even have Google. They didn't have Google. They didn't have cameras. They didn't have a home security systems or nothing. And nobody was around. Moses looked to the left. He looked to the right. He killed the Egyptian, buried him in the sand, and he said, I got away with this thing. I'm, I'm Moses, man. I just took, I just dusted this dude off, and I got, and I'm gonna let these Hebrews know, glory to God, that I'm gonna be the deliverer. And nobody was out there except the, the, the other Jewish guy, the Egyptian, and Moses. Three people. But all of a sudden, some kind of way, the message got out. But God gets him on the backside of the desert. He has an encounter with Yahweh God, and God took a man that in his anger murdered someone, transformed him, changed him, and sent him to be a deliverer and a lawgiver for his people. Oh, Lord, I really pray that the Holy Spirit will give you ears to hear today. See, your circumstance and situation and your past does not disqualify you from what God's eternal purpose is in your life. But you got to be able to see what he's provided. If you can't see that, you'll go out and you'll, your mistakes will become a tombstone instead of becoming a stepping stone. Let your, let your mistakes in your past and your history become a stepping stone and not a tombstone. You don't have to say, here lies uh, 
Brother Kenneth, right? He, he just dead and gone and R.I.P. And what he what God had planned for his life never came to fruition because he was buried under the stones of sin and rejection and disappointment and disobedience. Preach on. Am I preaching? Thank God. I'm preaching somebody's hearing me. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm here to tell you, your past does not have to, does not have to uh, nullify, or uh, what's the word I'm saying, trying to say, nullify or negate your future. Come on, your past has been redeemed. And if you're walking with God, your presence makes sense and your future is secure. Can you give God some praise in here? Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise. Y'all looking real deep at me. Y'all can see some of y'all faces. Hallelujah. But God loves you, man. And I'm telling you, God has a way of taking your mistakes, man, your, our wrong thinking, the way we thought about stuff, the way we thought about people. And God has a way of, by his supernatural power, the Holy Spirit, it, it, God... And even God has a sense of humor. The very thing that you thought that you couldn't do and that you couldn't deal with and how you couldn't handle them folks and how you didn't like them people and all that, the very thing that God has a way by his Holy Spirit of just completely transforming you to the point where it's like the devil has, there's no trace that he was in your life. You, 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 you no longer look like your before picture. <laughs> now it's only the after picture. It's like before Christ and after Christ. Are we okay here? Lighthouse, we okay? Are, are y'all ready to go up with God? Yeah, because what I'm saying, go up with God? Because that's all God is at. He's just looking for some people that are willing to continue to go forward uh, in what God is trying to do. Because here's the reality, folks. I talked about Moses, and I'm trying to get into my lesson. I, I like to flow with the Holy Ghost. Is that all right? Because we got none of this works if I don't see, if I can't see what God has provided. So he used Moses. Moses delivered the children, brought them out into the wilderness, got them out of bondage. Glory to God, man. Awesome. Did signs and wonders, miracles. I mean, the plagues in Egypt, everything. God did all of that. And then Moses still had some issues because, you know, that anger was kind of tough on him. And he still has some issues, and he didn't get to go into the promised land because that anger every now and then would rise up when things didn't really go his way, you know. So he, sm he, he, he smite the rock, right, when God told him to speak to it, right? He broke the tables because he, uh, he seen the folks not serving God. And I understand where Moses is at, but you know you got to get past that, you know. And, and he's seen the folks, they won't pray, they won't give, they won't be obedient, right? They tell you they love you, they ain't do So he got mad and smashed the tables, right? And then even when it came down to it, God said, Moses, you, you did a great job for me, but I'm not going to allow you to go into Canaan. Because you, you missed it, you didn't glorify me. You let your anger at that time get the best of you. But what I'm saying is, he, he got, just because, let me say it like this. Just because I don't get to go in, don't mean that God's program has stopped. God's program don't stop, buddy. <laughs> so he's going to find someone else. So he raises up Joshua, and Joshua, just like many of us, Moses was a great man, and he was. Oh, we love what Moses had did. But God himself had to tell Joshua, 
Moses, my servant, is dead. Thank God for Moses. He did some great things. He laid a great foundation. But Joshua, he's dead. So therefore, arise. Get up from your morning and crying about the past and how wonderful it was way back when and when times were simpler and we had all the, it was just a simpler time. We sat on the porch and ate bluebell ice cream and drank Limpton iced tea. I understand it was a great time, but Moses is dead. So Joshua, get up and God's program has to keep going on. Are we okay here at Lighthouse? So I'm telling you, you got to say, we got to be willing to go up with God. Look at your name and say, I love you. In Jesus' name. That was kind of weak, but I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. That was kind of weak. Glory to God. Second Kings, <laughs> chapter number six here. And I'm not going to read all of this. Uh, but I want to read some verses here. I know I told, I sent it verse 6 through uh, 18. But we may skip around a little bit because I don't want to just bog down what I'm talking about. Because I told you I'm a preach. I'm a teach and preach mashed together. Okay? Hallelujah. So 2 Kings chapter 6. But I do want to point out some things here about what the Holy Spirit has never changed, people. Who, who is the Holy Spirit? Anybody, just blurt it out. Okay, he's the Spirit of God, right? Nobody recognizes So the Holy Spirit, right? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, as King James. Go ahead, what were you going to say? The helper. The helper. He is the helper. He's the... Uh, He's the paraclete in the Greek. I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to get too deep. But, you know, he, he's the one that God sends forth into the earth, right, to work the works of Christ. He's the one that Christ said, when I leave and go back to the Father at the right hand, I'm going to send you a replacement. And he's going to abide with you forever. And he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And now we're talking about the Spirit of God now. And He's going to show you things to come. He's going to not speak on His own, but whatever He hears from the Father, He's going to tell it to you. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit is, again, Christ in you. Right? The very same Spirit that Jesus operated in, glory to God, while He was here on the earth. Now, if you have received Him... He now resides in you. Yes, Glory to God. So it's the Holy Spirit comes to do a whole lot more than to just make you jump and shout, clap your hands, stomp your feet, you know, praise God, and run around and have, have good church and, you know, feel good and feel the goosebumps and all of that. That's all part of it. But that he comes to do so much more than that. He comes to show you things to come. He comes to give your spiritual sight back so you can actually see what God has provided. And it's not what God has to provide. I feel like I'm trying not to get too hype here. Glory to God. But it's what God has already provided. Many times believers are sitting back 
you know, going through this, going through that, and trying and doing all this and, and feeling beat down. But, folks, you already have the victory. You're already blessed. Glory to God. You're already healed. You're already delivered. You're already on top. You're already the lender. You're already blessed and highly favored of the Lord. But the problem is, someone said, well, if that's the case, then what's wrong? Well, you can't see it. You've been blinded by the, the small g, God of this world. And he's blinded your eyes to what God has already provided. But thank God, when, whenever I humble myself and allow the Holy Spirit to be my God, your eye, your, my guide, your eyes can be open and you can see what God has already done for you. And brother, when you can see what God has already done for you, your faith is going through the roof, man. I'm talking about you like people are like, how can you be so confident? And don't you see all that's going on in the world? Don't you see how everything is going and inflation is going up and everything? Don't you see how terrible it is? How can you be so excited and so happy? How can because you can see what God has already provided? Come on, clap your hands right there. Glory to God, man. Glory to God. So <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay, that's fine. So we're gonna get there. Amen? Because part of my job is to help people see, right? To open their eyes. Right? That's part of the anointing and the grace that's on my life. And, but you can only see what you're willing to see. So, I, so he has to give us a grace to talk about it through the scripture, right? Understand that, yes, I know we want to hold on to yesteryear. But God is in today. Right? Today, if you hear his voice. And then tomorrow, tomorrow will be today when tomorrow gets here. Today, if you will hear his voice. Not last week, not last month, not 20 years ago. Today, if you hear his voice. Harden not your heart. So you got to hear his voice. Are y'all with me here? Glory to God. Lord Jesus. So, verse number uh, 6 of 2 Kings Six. So Second Kings six in just one verse. Uh, no, I don't. You know, I don't want to go to verse six now. But let, let, let me let me condense this. I had some scriptures, but let me let's go down to uh, let's go down to verse nine, so I can kind of paint the picture here. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware thou, pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him and saved himself there not once nor twice. So in other words, over and over again, Elisha or Elisha, however you want to say it, the prophet, was telling the king of Israel where the king of Assyria was going to try to make his attack. So the man of God, the prophet of God, was telling the king of Israel, where the king of Assyria was about to, he didn't do it yet, but where they were going to try to attack them. I'm saying you can see some stuff when you're in the kingdom. And you can see the enemy plotting, plotting, if you're willing to see it. And God can warn you, just like we just 
quoted out of John 16 and 13, the Holy Spirit. Write this down. If you don't believe I'm telling the truth, write it down. Go back and read it. How be it when the spirit of truth is come. This is John 16, 13. He's going to guide you into all truth, and he's going to show you things to come. Are, you, are we okay? Now, this is not the apostle that's doing this. This is the Holy Spirit that that's what his job is. And if you hear his voice, he, 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 can, he can give you warnings if you listen to him. Come on, somebody. Ah, oh, God. Okay. Are we okay? Lighthouse, are we okay? I like people to talk back to me when I'm preaching because you guys, y'all looking... Come on, I want to know that your soul is engaged. Right? We okay? So you got that. So the, the, the man of God was warning the people of God, hey, the Syrians are going to attack you. And they're coming from over there by the trees or whatever he says. So, the, so let's keep on going. Verse 11 now. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants or all of his captains and said unto them, Will you not show me which one of you are for the king of Israel? In other words, which one of you are the mole in my inner circle? Because we ain't told nobody. How does Israel keep knowing what we're trying to do? So which one of you are, are a double spy? I'm bringing up, you know, which one of you are really for Israel, but you're in my inner circle? And watch this. And one of the, his servants, talking about the king of Syria, one of his servants said, none, my lord. O king, but Elisha, or Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, y'all got to watch what I'm saying to you. Telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. What am I saying to you, folks? <laughs> See, real disciples of Christ don't have to worry about a pandemic. You don't have to worry about inflation. You don't have to worry about anything if you listen to the voice of God. Because he can really let you know what's really going on. But here, okay, somebody said, well, preacher, what's the problem? Most of the problem is we think the Holy Spirit is just to make us feel good. Clap our hands and stomp our feet and speak in tongues and prophesy. Hey, Holy Spirit, yes. But he's way more than that. Amen. He knows everything about every, every person, every system, every scheme, every, on, glory to God, deep state, low state, high state. The Holy Ghost knows it all. And nothing escapes him. Say, clap your hands and give us some praise like this. And if you have that Holy Spirit, folks, you have the advantage. So stop asking, ask the Holy Spirit even to give you grace to stop being religious and say, wait a minute, I need to learn how and figure out how to listen to him. Because he knows it all. Tell me, some, somebody in here tell me, what is it that God doesn't know? He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, he, does. he knows what's going to happen five years from now. Yes. And if you're born again, he lives in you. Yes. Come on. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, I don't know. We, we may have, we may have, Jimmy, I, we might have to have an altar call right there and get, make sure people's born again. Because if you're born again, that should be exciting. You don't have to worry. Hey, we just sing the songs. See, what, what Christians have done, and I'm trying to move, I'm trying to get, be good on time today. Because I could preach the five hours straight. I really couldn't. I'm not just saying that. And then folks go, like, look, man, okay, we get it. Okay, we get it. But my, <laughs> my point is, we sang the song. He's the fourth man in the fire. So when you have fire in you and fire on you, fire can't destroy fire. Say amen. And the greater fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit. There's no greater fire than that fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God, man. I'll tell you, I feel something, but I'm trying to, to pay nice today. <laughs> Woo-wee! Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So we got to get out of that whole emotional type thing and just feeling good and say, wait a minute, what have I received? I received the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that has hovered over the face of the water. Same one. It's not a different Holy Spirit. And God said, let there be light. And that Holy Spirit said, and created the Son. Oh, glory to God, man. See, folks, that's what we have. We don't just have, this is not, not playtime. Right? Man, we have been given such a great advantage that it's, it, it's really not fair. But it's called favor. Favor ain't fair. All right. Glory to God. Let's, let me get back to this here. Let me just. So, so what happened? The kingdom sheriff said, well, where is he? They said, well, he's down there, so on, so on, so on. They said, well, go get him. So, 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 man of God, you know, it's kind of funny when you read the scriptures and the Holy Spirit opens your eyes and stuff. You just, it's funny. So, so now he already been telling Israel, the prophet Elisha, Elisha, he's already been telling Israel what Syria's doing. So they said, where is he? Well, he's down there in Dothan. So they go by night. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> if he's already telling you what you're saying in your bedchamber, don't you think he know whether you come by night or by day? He already know you coming. You're not sneaking up on him. What? Let's now. Now I'm getting to us. I'm getting to us where we are. So they come and they come past the city. Now verse number uh, fifteen. If you, I, I, is it on the screen as well? Okay, fifteen. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold. And hosts come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said to unto him, Alas, my master. In other words, boss, what are we going to do? That's what he's saying. He says, what are we going to do? There's a whole army out there coming to get us. And then watch the answer of the man of God. I'm talking about when you can see what God has provided for you. Watch the answer of the man of God. And he answered, fear not, before he said anything else, he says, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Let's pause here. Amen. Look at that peace. Look at that confidence. Look at that assurance. Right. 
Here's a whole army of the Syrians, as it says, a great host. And if you ever look the word host up, that means it's, it's a whole host, it's an army. Come past the whole city to get two guys. Well, really one guy, really. They weren't even trying to come for the servant. They were coming for a life. <laughs> and, and the servant goes out and says, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do now? And then the man of God said, don't be afraid. Have confidence. Confidence ain't nothing but faith. Faith and fear cannot operate at the same time. You can't have fear and faith and think you're going to get something from God. You got to either be believing or you got to be fearing. So he gets, he gets out there and says, there's more that are with us than are with the, our enemies. Now let me break this down. Glory to God. I'm, I'm watching the time because like I said, I can preach forever. But uh, let me break this down. Do you know even in the spiritual aspect of things, yes. Satan only took, for you to understand what I'm talking about, the Bible talks about he was cast out of heaven and he took one third of the stars. So, so the devil has one third, but God and his host still has two thirds. Y'all got to y'all got to come on now. So God already has more. One man that was filled with over two thousand demons, two thousand demons called Legion, but it only took one Christ to cast out two thousand. But even with that, we still have more. Because he only had one third of the angels that fell, but God still has two thirds of the innumerable hosts. I'm telling you, there's more that be with us than that's, that are with them. Glory to God. Oh, Lord. See, that's why you can be on your job and you can be the only Christian there, but you, 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 you saturate the whole atmosphere. They can't do nothing with you. They can't do nothing against you. They can't plot on you. They can't scheme on you. They tried that with Daniel. And they said all of the princes have said, we don't want this man praying. And it was all of them together against one man trying to keep him from praying. But the one overcame the many. Because there are more that be with us than that are with them. So well, let's keep going. And Elisha prayed. Somebody say he prayed. Now, if you're not praying, you can't see. I'm not talking about physical now. Because there's, there's a man in the Bible that was blinded, but he could see. Because he came to Jesus and said, listen, if you're willing, you can make me give me my sight. And there were religious people that couldn't see. Because they refused to actually accept and see who Christ really was. Even though they had natural eyes, they had blinded spiritual eyes, and they couldn't see. And when you can't see spiritually, the devil can do anything to you that he wants to, and you don't know which way it's coming from. You're fighting, cutting the leaves off of a tree, and trying to get this stuff out of your life, and doing all you're doing all this effort and energy, and it's like, my God, I'm like I'm... Like I feel like a hamster on a wheel and I'm not gaining any ground because all you're doing is cutting off the leaves of the tree. When you get that root out, and the only way to get the root out is you got to go into the invisible. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to do this next week. You got to go into the unseen and get the root. 
And once the root is cut, whatever tree and whatever fruit has been being produced in your life, it will automatically die in the process of time. It will automatically die. I'm trying to be right, man. Because I talk to y'all, brother, I'm trying to get right. Jump. Trying to get right with God. Trying to do this. Trying, trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And they really are. They're not just, they're not putting, but the, the, listen, the root of those unbelieving roots of those trees are still in the ground. That's right. So all they're trying is, is they're cutting off dead fruit, cutting off limbs, and all of that. But that's what that trying does. Yeah. But the root's still there. So guess what? In the process of time, that stuff is going to grow right back. It's coming right back. I thought I was done with this. Yeah, yeah, you, you didn't cut the root out. So it's going to come back. But you, if you can see what the root is and get to the root, you cut the root out and it's never coming back. So let's see what happens. He says, open his, Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may what? Now, what I'm saying, and I'll deal with this again as we wrap up for next week. I'm saying, he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Let's keep going. Watch this. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. I like that, young man. So don't, you don't have to be 50 or 30 or 25. Or, you know, you, you, if you're born of his spirit, then you can start seeing today. You don't have to wait till you get a certain age. And if you're not, if you are older, you can still see. Simeon came into the uh, into the temple when the Christ was born. He was, he was blinded naturally, but he took the baby out of Mary's arms and said, Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He couldn't see naturally, but he took the baby up and said, I've seen the salvation of Israel. Hey, Shonda. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, okay. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, where was I at? So he said, open his eyes that he may see. The young man saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. Now we're gonna go there. We're gonna go. We're gonna go real quickly, and then we'll get to whatever we can. Um, and then he said, and they came down to him. Elijah prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite these people with I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. So what am I saying? Okay, let's let's begin to wrap this up. What am I saying? I'm saying that the horses and the chariots of fire were already there. Elisha did not pray, Lord, send down the horses of fire. Lord, send down, you know, send down the chariots and all you know. He didn't pray that. He just said, Lord, open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, when he really could see spiritually, he saw the horses and chariots of fires that was that God had a, something surrounding the enemy that was surrounding him. Oh, shut up. Huh? Ah, glory to God, man. Do I have a church here this morning? Glory to God. I know the enemy is around you. I know there are things, there are forces of darkness trying to take you down. 
I know that they have plotted against you. Glory to God. I know that they have done stuff to try to mess you up. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God has horses and chariots that are surrounding the enemies that are surrounding you. And all you have to do is once God opens your eyes to see what you're really dealing with, now, brother and sister, you can begin to speak life. You're going to say, uh, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Glory to God. You begin to declare, I'm blessed, amen, and I'm above only and not beneath. Glory to God. You can begin to speak and declare, my future is secure. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. You can begin to speak and declare. Why? Because you can see that every need of mine is met. Every bill of mine is paid. Every debt that I have is canceled. I have divine health. I do not lack. I do not want. I have supernatural provision. The Spirit of God is upon me, and the grace of God is my portion. Glory to God. See, you can begin to speak. Why? Because you can see. But if all you think you're doing is drudging through this life and just trying to make it home to that celestial shore, I'm just coming on, Lord, I'm coming on home. And it's just been a rough way. I'm, I'm not picking now, man. I've got to just play flow with me. I'm, you know, if all you can see is you climbing up the rough side of the mountain. That's all I'm doing, climbing up, I'm climbing up, I'm doing my best, Lord. I'm doing my best to make it in. See, if that's all you see, that's all your life is going to be. And you're going to miss out on what God, God has given you the authority to, to bring heaven to earth. Come on, people of God. We pray this all the time, the Lord's prayer. Someone starts saying the Lord's prayer. Our Father, come on, our which are, come on, say it, you know it. Hallowed be thy name. Come on, say it. Thy kingdom come. Oh, now y'all gonna act like y'all don't know that now. Y'all, why y'all getting quiet of it like y'all don't know that? <laughs> Ain't no way you say it. But we pray that all the time. Your kingdom come. In earth as it is in heaven. You think that's just something God said something to someone he can give you a religious jingle? Thy kingdom come on earth like it is in heaven. That's not a jingle. That's reality. Whenever the kingdom comes and manifests in your life, every trace that the devil has done in your life from day one to the where the kingdom manifests has to be done away with. Listen, and that's what Jesus modeled when Jesus encountered people in the Bible that he was, he said, if I cast out spirits by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And when the kingdom of God has come upon you, every trace that the enemy put in your life is eradicated. Every single one. He don't leave anything out. But you, you can't receive it if you, don't, if you refuse to see it. Now when I'm talking about see, I'm not talking about natural eyes. God opened my eyes to see what you have already done for me. Yes. Not what you're going to do, what you've already done for me. Right. And it's not based upon your gym. Listen, y'all better hear me. Y'all know Pastor over there in, in Kenya right now. And it's not based upon your geographical territory. It's not based upon, well, we don't live, we don't live in a rich area. 
and this is kind of a depressed social area, whatever have you, and so we can't experience, no, 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 no. The kingdom of God rules over all the earth. God makes the grass to grow, glory to God. God clothes the grass of the field, glory to God. God causes every beast in the cat and the cattle to grow out of the ground. Glory to God. God calls every seed to bring forth the fruit of the tree, and every seed is going to bear fruit after its kind. God, God's the one that does that. God can turn a desert into an ocean. It is nothing God can't do. God can turn the most ruined places into a place that looks like the Garden of Eden. But it needs somebody that is willing to agree with him. So that heaven and earth can come together and whoever's on earth can manifest what God wants to do from heaven. Are we okay still? Folks, are we okay? So hold that thought. Hold that thought. Are we okay? Because I'm trying to get something to you. So that's why I know you're not going to get all this today. But that's why I know what my job is in the body of Christ. I know I'm stirring some stuff up and you're like, man. This guy here, where is he getting this stuff from? I'm giving it out the Bible. Everything I'm saying is in the scripture. I'm not saying nothing that's not in the scripture. But the sad thing about it is we have put religious glasses on and we read the scripture like we read in a fairy tale. But the, when you read that Bible, that's God talking to you. He's telling you, this is what I can do if you'll just believe. If you can believe, nothing is impossible for him or her that can believe. So you've got to make up in your mind, what do I believe? I believe God can heal me. Come on. So now I'm not going to jump out on assumption, but I'm going to say, okay, God, what do I need to do? What you, you tell me what I need to do. I'll do whatever you tell me. And what you tell me not to do, I'm not going to do it. And whatever you tell me to do, that's exactly what I want to do. And you're going to see that you're going to get what he tells you. It's going to be seed. It's going to begin to deal with the root cause of your ailment. And God's going to begin to manifest because that seed will produce after its kind every single time. God's word will never return to him void. Says my word. It's my logos. Now, this, this, some of you that are studiers of the word will get a kick out of that. Kick, get a kick out of what I'm getting ready to say. The word of God is his logo. That's what the Greek word is, logos. L-O-G-O-S. And it's the same word we get as logo. When you see a Pepsi logo, you don't even have to see the word Pepsi. You just see the little orange and red thing. And you say, oh, that's Pepsi. See, when you get the word of God and you know what God's word says, you say, oh, that's God. But now I can preach to you and pastors and stuff can preach to you for an hour or whatever, two hours, three hours, four hours, you know. But you got to get this for yourself. You got to go back into the scripture, get the, get the podcast, whatever, do, and go back over it and get it in. Get, so you begin to identify God's logo. So when something comes that is not according to the logo, you say, no, nah, that ain't God. Mm -mm. Poverty is not my portion. I don't care what side of the tracks I was born on. <laughs> now I'm a child of the king. Say amen to somebody. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. That's the logo. So I need to move towards the logo. 
Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to have to finish the rest of this next week. Glory to God. I didn't even get to it. Uh, uh, so you got to pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you a desire to pray. You don't have to pray like me or like anybody else. But talk to him and say, Holy Spirit, show me. Two things. Simply pray. Show me and fill me up with your presence. That's it. Now, don't try to make anything happen. Just let him work, man. He's alive. Yes. Amen. Am I on the right? Is this lighthouse of praise or is this lighthouse of quietness? Y'all might be quiet today. I don't know what's happening here. I thought this was a lighthouse of praise. <laughs> Let's go to one more, and that's all. And I'm not. And and don't worry about them other scriptures. This is not on your scriptures, there, uh, young man. But let's go to Colossians chapter number one. So I'm saying the horses and chariots were already there. I'm saying your blessing is already there. Your future is already secure. But you, whatever you can't see, you cannot receive. Now, when I'm talking about see, I'm not talking about see with your natural eye. Because didn't the young man see the horses and chariots? So what was a lie? What was the man of God talking about? Lord, open his eyes. Wasn't his eyes already open to see the horses? He could see the horses. And he could see the Syrians. So why is this man of God saying, Lord, open his eyes? Did y'all get that? Yes. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Well, his eyes had to be open to see the horses in the, in the series. So there must be another set of eyes. There must be some eyes, as this Bible calls them, eyes of the spirit, yes. eyes of the heart, where our real understanding comes from. So that's what, for many people, the God of this world have blinded their eyes. That was one of the scriptures, but we're not going to get to that one today. He's blinded them. From, see, yeah, they can see. They've got, they got houses, cars, and mansions, and everything else. But that doesn't mean you have, you have eyes to see spiritually. Because when you can see spiritually, Sister Nelda, fear leaves your life. I mean, it's gone. People say, how are you staying so calm in the midst of all this chaos? Don't you see? What's happening? Yes, sir. And you just say, well, praise God. You know, you get a little nervous, but you say, God got it. God, he's he, he going to work it out. That's right. Better days are coming. Glory to God. How, how can you be so calm? Because you can see. You can't see? Boy, you nervous as I don't know what. Lord, what we going to do? When you can't see that God is your provider, you start stealing. You start scheming and scamming and doing all kinds of stuff, trying to get by. Because you can't see. But when you can see that God's your provision, you can be like Elijah. He said, ain't going to be no rain for three and a half years. God said, okay, Elijah said, okay, Lord, what I'm going to do? Ain't going to be no rain. He said, the Lord said, go over there by the brook. I'm a, I got a little secret brook, your own secret stash that God told you about. Isn't that something? That you can drink this nice, cool, crisp, cold water while most everybody else is thirsty. Right? 
And then not only that, I'm going to send birds to bring you a sandwich in the morning and a sandwich in the evening. That's what it said, bread and meat. Ain't, that's a sandwich, I do believe. In that, they, they said bread and meat. That's a sandwich. Or sandwich, that's, we, that's, a, that's a sandwich. That's a sandwich, you know. Might have been, I don't know, might have been spam. I don't know. But it was a sandwich. <laughs> oh, forgive me, okay. It might have been spam, but it was food. All I'm saying is God will provide. Might have been corned beef. Who knows? But the birds, God made animals. Think about what I'm saying now. In fact, if you really get how deep this is, how God provides. And I'm closing with the, uh, Colossians 1. Colossians 1, I think it's 13, 14, 15, 16. God made a ravenous bird, a raven, to not eat the bread and the meat. And to fly to Elijah. I'm saying God can provide. That God made those birds go against their own quote unquote mother nature instincts. And take the food to the man of God. Now he didn't take them filet mignon steak. He took them what he needed to sustain his purpose. All right, last one for today. Yes, yes, Lord, I hear you. Last one for today. And then we're going to, uh, elders, the elders are going to come. I'm going to pray for those that want some prayer. Hallelujah. And just, just a little bit today, we'll, we'll minister, if the Lord say the same, in the Holy Ghost next week. Glory to God. If the Lord say the same. Because sometimes we need some minister ministering in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Because sometimes we just get so used to the routine that we don't let the Holy Ghost do what he needs to do. Amen. amen. Say amen. Praise amen. the Lord. All right. Glory to God. Mm. Colossians 1 and verse, let me find it. Verse 13, I think I told you. And then we'll start there. And then we'll just, few, and, we're, and I'm, like I said, we're closing out here. We're not going to keep going. Colossians 1, by the grace of God. And verse number 13. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Glory to God. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Jesus. Watch it now. Who is the image, keep reading, who is the image of the what? The invisible God the firstborn of every creature. Now here, now keep going now. Glory to God. For by him, him who? Jesus, right? The firstborn. By him were all things created that are in heaven. Where else? And that are in earth. Okay, now next, what else? Visible and pause for just a second. Them horses and chariots of fire were already there. They're just invisible to the natural eye. So Jesus created everything you can see. The word of God created everything you can see and everything that you can't see with the natural eye. 
But it's already created. It's visible and it's invisible. In all simplicity, what Jesus came to do is to manifest the invisible kingdom of God. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. I already have a kingdom, Pilate. I know you think you're crucifying me. He said, are you the king of the Jews? And my kingdom is not of this world. But I already have a kingdom. I'm not trying to go get a kingdom. I already have one. You just can't see. So I tell my people to pray that my kingdom would come out of the invisible and manifest visibly. That's why prayer, not so that you can, somebody can be Lord, Lord, tell them, come, come to prayer, come to prayer, and y'all, why y'all want to pray? You're just bad Christians. You need to get a spanking because you're bad Christians because you don't come to prayer. That's not why prayer. Prayer is so that you can manifest the invisible kingdom in the visible world. And prayer is the only way God said it will happen. Praying leads to speaking. He said, Lord, open his eyes. The Lord opened his eyes. Then he said, Lord, smite him with blindness. Yes, yes. Lord, he said, according to the word of Elisha, the Lord did exactly what Elisha spoke. Mm. Y'all still okay? Now I want you to read this out of scriptures because see, people, this stuff is already in your Bible. It was in your Bible. It was in my Bible before I even could see it. <laughs> really understand what I mean? But the Holy Spirit opens your eyes. It's already in there. It's like ragu. It's in there. Come on, come on, somebody. <laughs> Say amen. I'm trying to have good pulpit etiquette, you know. But y'all have to pray for me, you know. But that's what he said. It's, it's already in here, people. But it's not nothing new. Oh, Lord, it's not nothing new, folks. The church has been leaving so much stuff on the table, man, that's already ours. And it doesn't matter what your background is. You might be Mephibosheth. You might be, you could be the worst scoundrel there is. But if you let the Holy Spirit have his way, he's going to turn you from a, a, a lying, denying, signifying person into an awesome, anointed man of God. They say, man, what happened to you? You just tell them Jesus. Amen. I don't understand that. You, don't, you ain't folks understand. I'm, I'm, I'm operating a whole different kingdom. Come on, sir. Amen. And your kingdom can't affect my kingdom. Right. Can't touch it. Amen. Amen. Uh, okay, I'm done. Last verse. Uh, the visible and invisible. Watch this. Uh, verse 16, the rest of that. And we're in and, and 17, and we're done. Uh, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities. Now, some of you got ears, you can hear some things here. Or powers. Watch it. All things were created by him and for him. Watch it. We ain't done yet. Let's keep reading. And he is before all things and in him. All things consist. Glory to God. He is the Christ of God. There's nothing stronger than him. Nothing bigger than him. Nothing can overtake him. 
no power, no, no, no principality, no, 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 no demon, no spirit, no Leviathan, no, uh, 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 what's the one, uh, the legion. It don't make a difference. It don't make a difference. I can tell you some stories, some old war stories, but we're we going to be done. I can tell you some old story stories when I was ministering Colleen. Walked straight up in the crack house, you know, because the brother had fallen to go into the crack house. Drug dealers, gun running, everything else. What you going to do then? I said, you ain't going to do anything. I said, I'm coming to get him. Oh, we just, you know where you at? I don't know exactly where I'm at. Now, I, I probably wasn't this calm back then, but I knew. And they said, you know what I mean? Because he, he, what he did, for some of you that know that life, he traded this brand new Dodge truck. <laughs> Papa's laughing. For, for uh, whatever, uh, you know, for the drugs. So what they do is they take the truck, give them the drugs for the weekend, you come back with the money or whatever, and then they give you your truck. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter, at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.